from the Adventist World Radio in Pune. A warm welcome to you as you join us. This is our international English service. In our program today, we have music from the heritage singers. The nature study on animals. Our thought for the day comes from God's word on the subject, Is it possible to overcome temptation? And if it is, how in the world can we do it? I am Sharad and I am Maureen and you are listening to Adventist World Radio, The Voice of Hope. To begin our program, here is a song by the heritage singers, Saved by Grace. If you could see what I once was you could go with me back to where I started from, then I know you would see a miracle of love that took me in its And made me what I am today An old sinner Saved by grace I'm just a Say 
heard a song on Adventist World Radio, The Voice of Hope. For our study on animals, we have Deepa talk to us about leopard. Can the Ethiopian change his skin or the leopard his spots? Then may he also do good that are accustomed to do evil. Jeremiah 13.23 One of the keenest, smartest and the most patient hunters in African countries is the leopard. The leopard is probably the most adaptable of all the cat family. It can survive in grasslands, arid areas, thorn bush, scrublands, rainforests, in semi-desert zones along the coasts and on mountains. Little is known about the leopards because they are loners and sly. They do not rush to make a kill in a hurry. They may wait for up to a couple of hours until the right moment to make a kill. They are known to be nocturnal creatures, but away from the business of life, they have been observed quite a bit in daylight. The pigmentation of their hide that is seen as markings is called melanism. It is a phenomena that man does not fully understand, but the leopard's usual light background colouring seems to have been dyed black or brown in spots. The black panther is a leopard that has not that has not coloured out. A female leopard may give birth to four or five cubs, one of which may be black. Scientists speculate that in some areas of dense rainforests, the lack of daylight may give advantage to the black leopards and allow them to be more abundant. The leopard cannot change his spots and you and I cannot effectively change our lifestyle alone. We need help to change our lives and put them in harmony with God's plan for us. We can't do it alone no matter how hard we try. Only God can change a life through the power of the Holy Spirit. I know people who have had a grudge against someone for years, but then their lives changed and they learned to love that person. What made the difference? The Holy Spirit was allowed to work in their life. You have the opportunity today to ask God to perform a miracle in your life and make you a different but lovable person. Thank you, Deepa, for sharing with us nature studying. Jeremiah 13.23 says, Can the Ethiopian change his skin or the leopard his spots? Then may he also do good that are accustomed to do evil. For more information about our program, you are invited to write to us. Here is our mailing address. Adventist World Radio, Post Box No. 17, Pune, 411001 Maharashtra, India Another number is by the Heritage Singers The sun's gone down Closing in I'm sitting here all alone Trying to figure out Why life seems so unfair Lord, this world is too heavy For one man to hold I'm feeling like It's spinning out of control
There have been times when everything I touched seemed like it turned to gold. Started believing I could make it all on my own, but I've seen fortunes fade away and turn to dust. And if there's one thing I've learned, it's in God I will trust. Where would I go? Who would I turn to? Tell me if I didn't have you, whose name would I call? When I need. You're my hiding place. You're my shelter from despair. Without you, I haven't got a friend. And I need to escape. You're my hiding place. You're my shelter. now for Bible Talk. Join our hosts Gary Gibson and John Bradshaw, speakers for Amazing Facts Ministry, as they now open the Bible and discuss the theme that will affect your life today. Stay tuned. The next 15 minutes will deepen your understanding of God's Word. Hi and welcome to Bible Talk, where we talk about the Bible and how the Bible affects us today. I'm John Bradshaw and with me is Gary Gibbs. Hi Gary. Hi, John. Hey, I want to tell you about a cartoon I saw recently. Okay. There was this uh, man sitting in a chair with his feet and his hands chained, his eyes blindfolded, and his mouth taped. And the man's wife is at the door inviting their pastor into the home, and she says to the pastor, Fred is determined to have victory over sin. <laughs> well, that's one way to do it, huh? That's one way to do it, but it's not God's way, is it? No, it's not God's way at all. We're going to talk today about overcoming temptation. Is it possible? Is it possible? And if it's possible, how in the world can we do it? Let's well, I, go. I believe a perfect text to start this program out with is in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. It says, There is no temptation that's taking you, but such as is common to man. So we're all tempted in a sure. very similar way. Okay. But the next words say, But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, but will with the temptation make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. 
simply put, whatever temptation comes to you, there's power in God. There's a way of escape through Jesus so that you can tolerate or bear the temptation and you don't have to succumb to it. Now, John, that's that's a pretty phenomenal thing to say. Because, Absolutely. Because we're all still tempted, though, aren't we? Sure, everybody's tempted, no question about it. Then are you saying that we can overcome that temptation? According to what the Bible says, the drinker can overcome the temptation to drink. The dirty-minded person can overcome the temptation with the dirty mind. The, the smoker can put down the cigarettes. The person with the very short fuse can overcome the bad temper. According to what the Bible says, with temptation, when it comes... God will make a way to escape. Now, man, that's a great promise because there are people all across the fruited plain, all around the world, wrestling and struggling with sins that they'd love to get out of their lives. Man, if this is true, and it must be true because the Bible says it, let's put this, let's put walking shoes on this thing. How do we apply this to our lives and make it real in our experience? Victory over sin, deliverance from temptation. That power really only comes through Jesus Christ. There's no amount of willpower that will enable you to overcome some real besetting bondage uh, sin that you have in your life. I want to go back to this fellow in your cartoon that you talked about. You know, even if he changed his hand and his feet and his eyes and his mouth and the whole thing, he's, he's still got to wrestle with his mind. That's right. He still needs to be born again and, and, and be transformed. You know what it says in Romans? Mm-hmm. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that's what happens to a person who encounters and accepts Jesus. You get a new mind. Am I right? That's correct. Uh, there was a gentleman who came to a, a series of meetings where I was teaching on Bible topics. And this man uh, told me that straight out of high school, he landed a job with a fire department and he started smoking. You know, it's kind of a, uh, a oxymoron. If you, uh, It's contradictory. You're going to go put out fires, yet you're lighting fires yeah. all day on the tip of your nose. I'm guessing this was a fire that he just couldn't put out after a while. For 40 years, two packs a day. He wow. wanted to stop. He tried numerous times, and it wasn't until he heard me share the four things I'm getting ready to share here with our listeners that he found power to overcome this two-pack-a-day habit, and he found that power instantaneously, and he overcame that addiction. Wow. Okay, then I'm anxious to find out what these these four powerful promises are. I I tell you, if you're listening and you have access to a pen and paper or something, you might want to write these down. These you want to write down. I personally have experienced the power of the Word of God and have found victory over something I couldn't get victory over any other way. Well, I first want to start with 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. It says that God has given us his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who's called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given to us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, escaping the corruption that is in the world through lust. Boy, we could think about that for a while. There's power in the promises that God has really made to us and given to us. That's right. And he's, he says it's exceeding great and precious promises. These are valuable promises. And and the reason they're so powerful is God stakes his reputation. You know, if I make a, a promise to you, John, uh, I want to f- fulfill my promise. Otherwise, it, react, it reflects back on me as a person. And through these promises, you can co- escape the corruptions that are in the world through, through l- lust. 
Well, that's interesting because there might be somebody saying, you just don't understand my situation. Man, I'm involved in, 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 in uh, man, maybe some real dirty, emotional, sexual thing, maybe some dishonesty thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're in a living situation. They say, well, we, we can't make this right because we need the money. And, you know, you've heard all these things before. That's right. There are people who are listening to you saying, no way, man, you don't understand the depth of the struggle. So if there's power in the word, let's hear about it right now. Well, first Corinthians 15, verse 57, it tells us where this power begins. This is the first powerful promise. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have to recognize that victory is a gift from God. And if you're in, in, in sin and chained to something, what you need over that is, is victory, right? Yes. You can't earn this victory. You can't do some penance. You can't do some pilgrimage. You can't muster up a certain amount of energy or enthusiasm. You simply need to want the gift and recognize that you're only going to get it as a gift from God. Promise number one, victory is a gift given to us from God. Now, hey, Christmas time, you know what happens? Somebody gives you a gift. You know you've got it because it's there in your hands. Victory over some sin. How do you know you have that? How can you believe you have that? Aren't you, listen, aren't you simply saying this is mind over matter? No, it's a supernatural element that comes into your life. People want to stop these things, like my friend who wanted to stop two packs a day of cigarettes, like Jim, a truck driver who also had a similar experience. He had a sexual addiction. He he wanted to overcome this. He felt dirty after he he was unfaithful. He wanted to stop, but he couldn't until he found out that victory had to come from without himself. Okay. And it had to come to him as a gift. There was nothing he could do to create this. But you have to take the second promise and apply it. I'm going to get to that in a moment. Okay. I've got something I need to talk about. That's our offer. Yes. Uh, right along with the subject, is it possible to live without sinning? A little book we want to share with you. At the end of the program, you'll hear an address. You'll hear a phone number. Call, write, email. Tell us you want this little book. Is it possible to live without sinning? We'll get it to you. You'll be blessed. It's our free offer today. I really want you to have it. Sorry, Gary. Back to promise number two. Yes. By the way, that that little book covers all these promises. So our listeners definitely want to write or call to get that. Second promise, John, is found in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 11. Here we read that uh, uh, God is a loving father who likes to give good gifts to his children. And he says, if you... You, being sinful, evil people, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? Okay. And so the second promise here is that God is willing to give us good things, and victory is a good thing, but we need to come and we need to ask him. Okay, and, and it says elsewhere in the Bible, ask and you shall receive. So when you ask, you've got to ask in faith, right? We do. Believing. Yeah. There are many times we're sitting around the uh, table eating, and my oldest daughter, who's four years old right now, she will say, I'm thirsty. And I'll say, well, that's nice. I'm glad to know you're thirsty. And what she's really trying to say is, may I have a drink, please? Sure. But she hasn't asked. She's just making a statement regarding her condition. She says, I am thirsty. And I'll smile at her, and I'll say, well, I'm glad to meet you, thirsty. And she'll say, but I'm thirsty. I'll say, well, that's interesting. I'm thirsty, too. And then finally, you'll see the lights go on in her eyes, and she'll say, Daddy, may I have a drink, please? And I'll say, 
I'll be happy to get you a drink. So as a father who wants to please the daughter, God wants to please us when we ask. But often we just go around saying, I'm trapped in sin. I've got this problem. I've got this addiction. And we don't go to God and say, God, I can't do this on my own. But you can, and I'm asking you for victory in this area. I'm going to tell you something that revolutionized my experience. When I began coming to the Lord and saying, God, I can't beat this. Without your help today, I'm going to sink. You've got to come and help me. Man, I'm telling you, I found my life just turn around. God's never going to refuse to answer a prayer like that in the affirmative. It is amazing what God does when you do this. Now, we've got two of your four promises. Let's go on with number three and number four. We have to go through these quickly because of time. The uh, third promise you'll find in 1 John 5, 14 and 15. And those verses, John, tell us that when we ask, We need to believe that we have received the very thing that we're asking for at the time of our asking. Now, we might not feel different in the prayer or after the prayer, but we must believe that when we ask, there is a God in heaven who hears our prayer at that moment and sets in motion the answer to our prayers. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we can know that we have the petition we desire of him. You ask God for a million bucks, he may not give it to you. No. You ask God for victory, man, you know that God will say, yes, I will give that to you. Okay, fourth promise. Fourth promise you find in Romans chapter 6, verse 11. It says, likewise, reckon you also to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, for sin shall not have dominion over you. You're not under the law, but you're under grace. God has promised that through Jesus' death and resurrection, we can be dead to sin and alive to God. So when temptation comes, you can reckon yourself to be dead to sin and alive to God. The resurrection power of Christ is in you. Let me give you a quick illustration. Sure. When we're tempted, if if we say, Lord, I want victory over tobacco. I've tried to quit a thousand times and I can't get the victory, but I'm going to ask you for it. I believe you here. I believe you've made me now a non-smoker. Well, you know, that doesn't mean you're not going to be tempted. Right. When you're tempted to smoke, you don't talk to the person, that voice inside your head and say, well, I don't want to smoke. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Yes, you do. You're going to lose that battle. Sure. You don't talk to dead men. That's Satan personating the old dead man that was put to death when you surrendered this to Christ. And so you say, I don't talk. I don't, I'm not going to have that argument. I am a non-smoker. You now identify yourself as a non-smoker, and you go on about your life as a non-smoker. I'm dead to that sin now. Hey, let's review these four promises. 1 Corinthians 15, 57, victory is a gift from God. Matthew 7 and verse 11, God is willing to give good gifts to us, and victory is a wonderful gift that God wants us to have. 1 John 5, 14 and 15, have confidence that when we ask God, He hears us, And he'll give us those things that we desire of him, of course, according to his will. And this is Romans 6, verses 11 through 14. We can be dead unto sin, but alive unto God. Gary, great news. I can just just sense in my spirit lives being transformed as people are connected with the dynamite power of God. And John, I want to invite our listeners to take a moment in prayer right now and ask God for the victory and claim the victory and believe they have it as we close this Bible Talk program. It's been great having you here today. 
Please join us again next time with Gary Gibbs. I'm John Bradshaw. This has been Bible Talk. We believe you are enjoying the program. Bible Talk was presented to you through the courtesy of Live Talk Radio. You are listening to The Voice of Hope from Pune, India. We are sure you found our program interesting and beneficial. You may have questions regarding God's word. We invite you to write to us. Our address is Adventist World Radio, Post Box number 17, Pune, 41101, Maharashtra, India. That's Adventist World Radio, Post Box number 17, Pune, 41101, Maharashtra, India. With this, we come to the end of our program. Be sure to tune in again. I'm Sharad and I'm Maureen signing off from Adventist World Radio. Until then, may you have good health and enjoy all the blessings of our loving God. Goodbye.